This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to AOM Radio and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday morning. Our show is real help for real couples. We made this show because we had a tisnerable marriage and mm. we don't want the same thing for you. And as always, our show is brought to you by the Anatomy of Marriage app. It's a couples counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring because mm-hmm. we made it again. We made the stuff we wish we had when stuff sucked. That's right. And we continue to do so. But you can check I, out the app at anatomyofmarriage.com. Promotions, my love. That's right. So here's a pro tip. I listen to our own show <laughs> on the way home from work because I am reminded, hey, what did I say in the morning that I need to do? How am I going to connect with you? How right. am I going to be present? So I, I completely listen on the way home from work and it really helps. So my own show helps me. Thank you, self. Air five. Oh, gosh. What was that? <laughs> All right. And every morning we do four things, y'all. We do a prayer. We share a uh, gratitude, an intention, and two questions from our app, Conversation Starters, Mm -hmm. to help get conversations going between you and your dear one. So I'll pray today. (laughs) Ready? Thank you, Jesus, creator, for your blessings. Thank you so much for all of these things that you have given us. Thank you for the show. Thank you for the uh, help that it gives and the help that we receive, God. Thank you for the community that we're building around this. I pray that it is helpful. I pray that we take our own advice and continue to be transparent, vulnerable, and real. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. Good prayer. Yes, it is. What's uh, up, Daniqua? Good morning. What's up, good Joe? Morning, good morning, Joe. my friend. All right. And we go live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube every single day. So you can join mm-hmm. us, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, to see what we look like and ask us questions in IRL. <laughs> I mean, real time. IRT. Okay. What are uh, you thankful for? I know intentions. Sorry, intentions. Uh, my intention for today is... To continue, uh, like I've made a bunch of progress on the house Mm. stuff, which Mm -hmm. sounds silly, but it's really important. I did a bunch of stuff in the kitchen yesterday, blah, blah, blah. And that's that type of work helps me be really present with you. Mm. Last night was hard because we had a birthday party. So it was like everything. uh, I know that you were kind of, you were just not in a present zone. What are you talking about? Yesterday. 
What are you talking about? I was not not in a present zone. Oh my gosh. What is everything galactic out here? I was just a human yesterday. What does that mean? I don't know. Anyway, uh, your intention. You're gonna be you're gonna be present here so you can be present later? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure why I was well let's have a conversation about that. Because all I did was be a human. <laughs> Change the subject fun. of the show anyway. Right. And uh okay, yes, that's good. My intention is to do the same. To do the same thing, to to be present you when I'm here, I'm here. Be present you when I'm here. To be present with you, sorry. When I'm here, I'm here, and that's good, right? Right. And one thing that I am thankful for, I'll jump straight into gratitude. I am thankful that you are, I was thinking and visualizing this out loud as I was on my second workout last night. I was really thankful that you are taking super seriously the fact that we're going to homeschool right. this time because of COVID and all this stuff and like online school is just bonkers and we're not going to do that again because it's not good for you. Right. It's not good for me. And most kids. of all, it's not good for the kids. They're not actually learning stuff and right. it's just a fight and a struggle. So I am really glad that you're taking that seriously and taking it on and I support it 100%. So thanks. You're welcome. Um, I'm thankful that you're doing 75 hard phase with a thousand or whatever it is Mm. again, because I think it helps keep you, it helps you stay balanced, which Mm -hmm. helps our whole family stay Mm -hmm. balanced, which I don't know. I'm just thankful that you're doing it and proud of you for it. I'm going for it this time. Like I am not messing around. No, seriously. Like I didn't know you messed around on the other ones. Well, no, I didn't. But this time is full gym hard workout with weights and then i got a weighted vest which makes a huge difference in my outside uh walk so all i can think of is a really heavy vest from like the 90s a weighted vest yeah like cats tapestry vest no no cats so um, anyway that's very funny though mm-hmm. so yes i'm ex- i'm thankful for those things so do these things together with your partner prayer intention and gratitude mm-hmm. um talk about them every single day really quick easy way to to make connection have mm-hmm. a better marriage like Super, super snappy and fast. Right. And uh, throw up some comments and some hearts or likes if you like what we're saying. And I would want to know what you guys are thankful for in your relationships with your spouse, with yourself, and how you are being intentional today. I don't like one-sided conversations. I'm a therapist, so I love a back and forth kind of thing. So I want to know what you guys are feeling, thinking, and doing in your relationships. I just watched the Studio C Therapy Works episode. It's oh, so funny. Really? Hatisha sent it to me. But, I've seen it before, but it's really funny. Anyway, so we're going to dive into our question of the day. So this was sent in to us and it says, Hi, my dearest couple. I have a question that has been weighing on my heart for the last couple of weeks. I really hope you have some advice for me. I think I might be damaging my marriage because I'm being too emotional over stuff. My husband and I have been seeking help from your platforms for the last two years because we knew we didn't know anything about being married. We have grown so much and our love is deeper than ever. The problem is I get easily upset when I feel that my husband is doing things that he knows is against everything we have learned so far. I try so hard to have grace with him because none of us are perfect and we all make mistakes. I just struggle to deal with the pain it causes. Since I can remember, I feel things really deeply and I've always felt emotions very intensely. When he reacts during a situation, and I know in my heart that he is saying or doing things without a marriage mindset, it truly hurts me, and I tend to end up crying. He is not a very empathic person, or empathetic person. He wasn't raised that way, and I often feel that I don't and will never get an apology for some things said and done. How do I cope with this, being such an intense feeler? I know that I don't, wait, I know that I need help for myself to cope better, but also to help our marriage, because my emotions and tears mostly worsen the situation. Anonymous from South Africa. South Africa. 
Okay. Was that a good accent? I'm not sure. The South African accent is so cool. I there was an exchange student in high school, and she was from South. I think her name was Haley. I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but I was like, "Is this British? Is this Australian? Yeah, is it this is. New Zealand? It what? What is this accent?" Right. And it was great. So yes. It was um, cool. Thank the you baboons. for sending in that question. You mm -hmm. can send in your questions to hello at anatomymarriage.com. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Or you can send them in through the app. This uh, is a good question because yes. I feel that a lot of couples go through this and mm -hmm. we have our own personal experience. Mm -hmm. I think that I've been too emotional mm -hmm. at times. And when you feel things, it's hard because you're feeling them, right? right? And one of our friends, Dr. John Deloney talks about, you know, feelings aren't facts. I'm feeling this oh, intense emotions. Mm -hmm. it, that's not a fact. And I was listening to a podcast this morning on the School of Greatness with Lewis Howes and uh -huh. he had a therapist on there and her name was Kate something. I forgot her Spade. last name. No. And R.I.P. Uh, and what was I saying? You messed me up. Lewis Howes had a therapist. <laughs> Lewis Howes had Kate. a therapist on there. And she was talking about um, what we, 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 we can tell ourselves, like we have a feeling, kind of, you know, like an emotional big feeling comes up and we can weigh the evidence. And it's kind of like shaking some truth on it, right. the intervention that I've talked about mm -hmm. before. We weigh the evidence. Oh my goodness, my husband did this. It makes me so upset. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Well, let me just stop and take a minute and weigh the evidence. Mm -hmm. Historically, in the last six months, has he had a growth mindset? Has he done mostly things that help our marriage, that support us? Have I felt listened to more often than not? Mm -hmm. So you're weighing the evidence right. against the feelings. You're shaking truth on it. And if we can integrate that into our daily lives, it can really help us to balance those big feelings out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because oftentimes when we have intense feelings like super highs, I'm, oh, this is so awesome, mm -hmm. or super lows, you think this is the only feeling I have and it's mm -hmm. so hurtful, right. so painful. Right. And that can be very overwhelming mm -hmm. and very emotional at times. But as we learn to get a balance of that, mm -hmm. to identify our feelings, like I, there's been times when I've just been in a super good mood and I tell myself, this is awesome. This is just chemicals. It, yeah. it, it's completely right. just chemicals. And then that helps me go, okay, let's just balance this out. It's right. not like a manic thing or, mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's, oh, chemicals. Okay. Slow down. Feel the feelings. It's cool. Right. And shake some truth on it if needed. And when he says chemicals, he actually means like chemicals inside of your body yes. are creating that. And, it, and think of it the same way that you mm -hmm. have... Chemicals create the reaction of fear. So mm -hmm. imagine you're home alone and you hear some cr like something falls off of a shelf mm -hmm. and you think, oh my gosh, someone's in the house. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, your whole body goes Whoosh! and, and, it, and the it chemicals, lights up, right? The chemicals we're talking about uh, is cortisol, mm -hmm. the stress hormone, or adrenaline, the fight or flight right. hormone. And those are mm -hmm. literally just chemicals. It's like adding red food coloring to water. Mm -hmm. It's just chemicals uh -huh. going through you. It's not only the addition or increase of chemicals it can also be the lack mm -hmm. of chemicals like serotonin dopamine that's when we uh, feel depressed and stuff there's a couple hey ro mckenzie good to talk to you yesterday Morning. uh so uh britney says one thing i always tell my husband just because our emotions are crazy or extreme doesn't change the issue behind behind my emotions mm -hmm. we will even talk later if my emotions have chilled right. out some let me mm -hmm. use an analogy that this came to my mind the other day when so yesterday i was talking to our kids there's two different thoughts here our lesson for mindfulness yesterday in our mm -hmm. home was you get, um, basically you get what you give. You, you receive back what you bring. If you're you positive, bring. you bring 
positivity. And the way that Mm -hmm. I used this analogy was I drew a little smiley face guy and I said to the kids, okay, this is you. And then I drew a room full of smiley face or of like neutral face stick men and said, if you come into that room and you are filled with joy Mm. and you're happy and you're talking about something fun, you're going to help make those people filled with joy as well. Mm -hmm. I actually used it like this. I said feelings or um, your attitude is contagious, Mm. right? Like the COVID-19, you're going to give it to people. Mm. So I use that with my kids. Like you bring... Right. Yeah. You bring the energy you bring into a space is the energy you're going to actually get back because mm-hmm. you brought it, they caught it, and then you they gave it back to you. Mm-hmm. Same thing works with a crappy energy. So you come into that room mm-hmm. and you're blaming everybody. It's your fault. Or that room has one person in it called your husband or your wife. And you mm-hmm. go into that room mm-hmm. and you go, it's your fault we're late to the thing. And mm-hmm. you did this. And you hurt my feelings because this. Mm-hmm. You will give it to them, then they will give it right back to you, right? You know the concept that we've talked about several times? Mirror, you brought it, they caught it. Mirror neurons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We mirror, just like babies, there's all kinds. If you guys haven't watched the show on Netflix babies. called Babies, oh, so watch good. it. It is really cool. It'll help you understand how we uh, grow and develop our brains and then mm. um, determine uh, de- uh, de- determining how you grow up as a child attachment stuff attachment stuff all kinds of stuff is going to determine how you are later right as an adult, yeah. so mirror neurons right mm-hmm. if i'm all scowling at you you're going to unconsciously subconsciously go something's up something's right. up right and that is biological that's you know evolutionary all that mm-hmm. stuff so it's really really important as a couple as a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever what you bring Oftentimes, of what you will receive, and I, I did see your little stickman drawings kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you bring positivity, mm-hmm. you're gonna get positivity back. Right. It's just it just multiplies, mm-hmm. and it, it it can multiply, you know, in a in any direct anything. Mm-hmm. If you bring anxiety, if you walk into a room and you bring anxiety, all you're gonna get back mm-hmm. is this reflected anxiety because people are not self aware enough to mm-hmm. not let that stuff impact them. Mm-hmm. It takes a very enlightened person. To have an anxious person walk into the room and them not immediately go, oh my gosh, something must be mm-hmm, happening. Mm-hmm. Yet it takes a very self-aware person to be like, oh, they're right. just anxious. Because you know? what you have to master, and this is daily, and we're not saying that we're super good at it, but at least we know a little bit about it. You have to to be aware of your emotions and then also your sub subconscious unconscious biological response, right? right? Yeah. Because there's part of your body, it's like your heartbeat, right? It's mm-hmm. involuntary. We, you know, I'm not making my heartbeat right now. Yeah. So if we can go, okay, here it is. This is what, this is the situation. Then we can train our own bodies mm-hmm. through breathing exercises, yeah. Oh, yeah. through mindfulness, through meditation, through centering mm-hmm. and calming and stuff like that, which is really, really important right. when you have wacky kids around. So you are helping to model that and right. to mirror that. And then, of course, more, more is caught right. than taught. Hold on. Don't go to questions yet. Okay. The, the other analogy, so that was the first one, was mm-hmm. the, like, you you brought it, you they caught it, you give it back vibes, COVID energy vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, the second idea is this idea of... So Dan Siegel talks about the wheel of awareness and he mm. uses a wheel analogy all the time in his books and it's it's very cool. I like the wheel awareness practice, but I think of like an actual tire, like our wheel the tire of our wheelbarrow popped. Wheelbarrow popped. Mm-hmm. Borrow, I don't know how you say it. And it is flat. 
And so when a thing pops and it's flat on one side, how does your car drive or your wheelbarrow roll? Wonky. It gets all wonky because mm-hmm. one side is fat and one side is flat. And so when you roll it, it gets all blah, 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 like it goes all crazy mm-hmm. and it can't hold stuff. And I think of in a relationship, you have two wheels on a cart. And it's really weird because it's like the thing, the tire, the rubber part, the black part of it has to be the same all the way around for it to roll smoothly. It can't. Ha- and so then you think of biopsychosocial spiritual, the, the di- sort of cross sections of what we are as a person. Mm-hmm. If your biology is screwed up and you sleep all day and you're depressed because you whatever and you don't eat right, mm-hmm. that part of your wheel is flat. Mm-hmm. You try to roll that cart, it's going to go bland, bland, right? And same thing, if your psychology, your mind is really messed up and you're, you are unhappy all the time and whatever, same thing, your cart's going to be all functified. Mm-hmm. Now you have another person who's another wheel and you got two of those wheels going mm. on. It's going to be crazy town, right? Your cart's going to be the hardest thing to make progress. It's going to be too much work, all of that jazz. So really, the whole goal of mm-hmm. all of this is to stay in the very middle, balanced all the time. Why are you smiling at me? Like Because I, I just made up a song. Oh, gosh. How's your wheelbarrow roll? I don't know. Back it up. Oh, <laughs> why back it up? I don't know. Wait, you're gross. <laughs> In a probe, so it's, it's a 7.50 good, it's a good in the morning. But don't, don't get <laughs> okay, sidetracked. Okay, okay. I'm going to read the questions from I'm our friends. I'm not done. All right. Thank you, though. Uh, but it, it's this idea that the center of the wheel, the center of balance is where we have to mm-hmm. remind ourselves to go all the time. So in this question, she's saying, I get overly emotional. I am over-emotional. For mm-hmm. one, you are identifying with dis organizedness. You're identifying mm-hmm. with dysfunction. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too emotional. How about instead of saying that, say, I am balanced. I mm-hmm. will learn how to stay in the center. When we stay mm-hmm. in the center, all of the elements of who we are as a, like a, a biopsychosocial, spiritual, mm-hmm. whole person can stay in balance and then everything can move well. That's right. So in psychology and psychotherapy, we use a thing, a diagnostic tool called the DSM, right? Or the ICD-10, blah, blah, blah. And it's, we, I diagnose people with major depressive disorder, mm-hmm. generalized anxiety disorder, all kind, a whole host of, of uh, coding things, right? So sometimes there is a real danger of labeling. Like, right. like I, my job is to hand out labels, right? right? And it's lame and I don't like it, but I have to for insurance and all that stuff. And sometimes people say, "Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a, a, a major depressive." I'm like, "What? What? What, right. do, what is that? I'm not sure. What? What human right. classification is that? Right?" So the the fact that we label ourselves, if we name it, we claim it mm-hmm. for good and bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So hey, uh, I'm depressed. Oh, good, good to meet you, depressed. Mm-hmm. My name's Seth. Right. Right. So I want you to, and and then the science around uh, NLP, neurolinguistic programming, mm-hmm. we can label ourselves, and then our subconscious is going to go, okay, yep, that's I'm that. I'm, I'm living mm-hmm. up to that. That's what this body said I am. Right. I'm going to live up to it. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm too emotional. I'm highly emotional. No, just like Melanie was saying, I want you to reframe that and say, you know what, I have emotions that range, right? You know, right. good and bad, and I'm working on. Mm-hmm what that balance looks like for me. Right. Right. Because I know if I can balance, when I balance those, we're all forward thinking, not if, when I balance those things, I'm going to connect better with my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have less highs and less lows. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be even. Right. Okay. And that's what I'm looking for. And I want to talk about before you go, I know you want to read the questions, but before we do that, Mm -hmm. there is another idea of when you begin to, 
unattach yourself from that label, mm. whether that's anxiety, depression, uh, over emotional or your whatever, you are going to feel so weird. Mm. You're, and here's what it's going to look Talk like. Talk about that. Yeah, this is, and I want to explain the process because it's like when you've driven the same road 10,000 times and then someone, and then the road is closed. Like mm -hmm. I'll say there's construction and you're like, mm -hmm. wait, Front Street is closed. How do I get from Issaquah to Maple Valley? I only take Front Street. Right. And you have to take another route. You know it's possible. But while you're driving, or I mean, maybe I'm the only person that does this. While I'm driving the other route, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm lost. Wait, mm. am I lost? Wait, no, my map says I'm not lost. I'm not, I don't think I'm lost. Mm -hmm. I don't know this road. I think mm -hmm. I'm lost, right? So there's part of our brain that just goes, I don't know how to do this. Go back to the thing you know. Go back to Front Street, even though it's closed. Right, right? because, and everyone has done this, you're driving your regular commute right. or to daycare or to mm -hmm. get your kids or whatever. You go, oh, wait a minute. What just happened in right. the last like, 10 minutes? How did minutes? I even get here? How yeah. did I get there, right? Yeah. You can do and it without thinking. Yeah, so you are just on autopilot. And I've done that so many times. I'm like, boom, thinking about the day and then completely end up five miles towards my office. But right. today, oh, guess what? It was my Tacoma day. Right, So right. I'm five miles in the opposite direction. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what just happened? Right, right. right. So we go on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And if, if we continue to tell ourselves, it's like neural pathways, right? Yeah. So, oh, well, you know, I got diagnosed with depression when I was, you know, 16. Mm -hmm. And for 10 years, I've been seeing my therapist. We're on that road. Right, we're on that right. road. So when you go apart from that and go, oh my goodness, we're not talking about my depressive episodes or symptoms. Ooh, what do this, I do? What do I do? Yeah. This is crazy. This is new territory. The, how do you, the, the the road is detoured. Where do I go from here? Right. So you have to you have to actively mm -hmm. first of all believe that you can yes. be different in your yeah. mind uh, pre contemplation and right and then contemplation and then stages of change mm -hmm. like oh well, I'm going to pursue. Uh, a different type of therapy. Right. I'm going to pursue hypnotherapy or yeah. read books or, or in all this, this stuff. case, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say my emotions right now, or I'm not going to cry about it mm -hmm. and hear me out. Cause that's about the weirdest sensation ever. Cause your body knows mm -hmm. I know how to get from Issaquah to Maple Valley. You take front street. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And your body, when it's an emotional context or something that you've created a rut around in mm -hmm. your relationship, your body goes, ah, wait, I know when you get upset and your husband says this, I know how to get there. Mm. And you're telling your body, Arr! you hit the brakes, you hit the brakes <laughs> and your body goes, right. and it like hits the dashboard and goes, what are you doing? Mm. And you're like, I don't want to go to Maple Valley right now. Mm -hmm. I actually want to go to Snoqualmie. I don't have to go to I don't Maple have Valley, to go to right? Maple Valley. And your body's like, but, <laughs> Melanie, we always go to Maple Valley from <laughs> Issaquah. saucy. And your body uh -huh. is going to try its best to, to like push your car. It's going to be like, go mm -hmm. to Maple Valley. And mm -hmm. you're like, nope, Snoqualmie. Mm. I'm not going to Maple Valley. We're going to Snoqualmie. And so here's the crazy part is it's going to feel immensely unsatisfying. Uncomfortable. You're going to hate how it feels. Not as rewarding it's as not doing rewarding. the things that you know. Yeah, your body rewards you for doing your ruts and your routines. Your body mm. goes, yep, ding, ding, ding. I know that one. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Like you did the thing I wanted you to do, even if it's the thing that mm. logically you said, I, I will never do that mm. again. I will never binge eat. Your body's like, watch this. And then you do it and it gets a, a hit of dopamine. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, yeah, you did the thing I wanted you to do. So the, the hardest part is when you try to change these behaviors, you want to stop being overly emotional, it's going to feel like the dumbest thing you've ever mm -hmm. done. It's going to feel like 
getting a paint, getting a whole paint tray ready to paint, and then you go, <gasps> and you just put it all mm-hmm. away. So in that, because we know that there is going to be massive amounts of resistance, uh-huh. start small. Mm-hmm. right the analogy of the the couch to 5k thing mm-hmm. you don't get up off the couch put your old gross you know dad shoes on disgusting dad and then try to run 5k yeah. right you you get up you're like i'm gonna walk right 500 yards today right. you know and then tomorrow 510 yards mm-hmm. kind of thing you do it in very slow increments and that is the wise delay of gratification mm-hmm. way that in, in psychology, we call it first order change mm-hmm. and second order change. First order change is like, yeah, I'm going to do this, man. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, and you know, right. and you do it for three days, yeah. right? The yeah. classic New Year's resolution, right. Yeah. right? Everybody buys a gym membership in January. It's empty in February, right? right? Compared to the second order change, it's slow. Mm-hmm. It's well thought out. Right. It is planned. It is like, I know... Then when I when that alarm goes off at five, mm. there's going to be resistance. Click the snooze. Right. You got it. Do a snoozer. You know, but I know that and I've prepared for it. So I have you know put forced functioning things instead right. of my alarm right here on the nightstand. I put it over there because I know once I have to get up and walk across the right. room to turn it off, that you'll get you'll that's going to click bed. and go. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Right. So on to the questions. But hold I like on. the sound effects. And lastly, you can't, uh, not lastly, but another thing too, in these moments of transition and trying to change mm-hmm. a pattern in a rut, you can't erase, you can't just erase, you have to replace. Mm-hmm. So you can't just go, all right, I'm not going to cry, not mm-hmm. going to be emotional. Mm-hmm. No, you have to have some sort of like process to vent and right. walk through the tension you're feeling chemically mm-hmm. uh, with all, just your behavior patterns, the thing you're, you're used to. So I would say in this case, when she's saying I get over emotional and I cry, just journal or mm-hmm. something. Do ah, something that's, mm-hmm. that's helpful, like text yourself, email yourself, journal, uh, read, do yoga, do, take a jog. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. 10,000 things you can do, but you have to get the energy out of your body mm-hmm. that is so used to being there. Mm-hmm. A perfect example too is like if you binge eat and you stand in front of the fridge and go, oh, I'm not going to binge eat, but you don't move away from the fridge. Right. What do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. You're going to end up binge eating because your brain is like, go yeah. there, do the thing. In, in right? addiction psychology, and I experienced this personally myself. If we don't, uh, if, if we if we erase, mm-hmm. you are going to replace it with something. So, yeah. you know, in 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 uh, addiction language, we call it uh, also harm reduction. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'm not drinking a 12 pack every day. I quit that, but now I'm chewing tobacco. Right. You know, a half a pack or whatever. Or I drink green tea. You could do something else. No, no, no. I'm, oh, yeah, you, you. So you're saying harm reduction as in like negative harm, things? Harm, no, harm reduction is uh, okay. I'm not, you know, um, freebasing heroin out of a spoon. You know, I am uh, taking uh, some sort of Suboxone or opiate substitute right. to wean myself. That's harm reduction, right? Okay. So. Uh, in, in this, you're not going to go, okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And this, of course, isn't harm reduction. It's just trying to erase and then replace. Right. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to label that feeling, acknowledge the feeling. And instead of bawling my eyes mm-hmm. out, I'm going to journal right. and say, hey, it's cool. Right. You do want to cry right now. But you know what? We're working on that. And we don't have to do that right. kind of thing. Right. So I really want to get to the question. I know. Now. I have so much more to say. So though. somebody says... Okay, God, I see you. You brought me here specifically. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. That is interesting. Uh, Brianna says, way to go on homeschool. As a homeschooler myself, I will tell you it's a tremendous blessing and very rewarding. That is good to hear because 
Yeah, almost ev- homes- every homeschooler person I talk to is like, yes, we love it. It's great. Right. I wanted, I've wanted to homeschool forever, mm. and I just haven't because I never found the program that I thought would work. And so mm. I'm super excited about Gather Round because I think it's going to be the right thing for us. Okay, Brad says, we can have those feelings, whatever they are, but our response to those feelings don't have to reflect them. Our response is mm. our responsibility. Yes, actually, mm. let me talk about that because that is in Sadhguru's book. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Is our responsibility means the ability to respond. Right, responsibility. Right, your ability to respond, Mm -hmm. and it's really crazy when you start thinking about that from a different perspective. The like responsibility, because in a in a situation where you start crying and you feel, right, it's you Mm -hmm. have an ability to respond in about seven thousand different ways. Mm -hmm. You could cry, you could punch someone, you could scream, you could journal, you could run away, you could kick a dog, you could do anything. And it's your responsibility to create. A larger range of responses. Yes. And because guess what? In our family of origin, mom cried at everything. Right. We saw Dad five yelled. responses and then we go, those are the ones I do. Exactly. My right. toolbox only has eight to 10 things in it mm-hmm. and half of those are terrible. Right. <laughs> you right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have the, we have the responsibility to increase our responses because we have the right. ability to do so. And here's the really cool thing. There's an, a, a deep, very empowering moment comes to you when you go, oh, I am able to respond mm. to this. And I and I think of myself like with flying. I really am afraid of flying. I really don't like it. But I've had to be, I've had to figure out uh, mindfulness techniques when we fly because we fly all the time mm-hmm. and with children. And so I have had to, there, there's something very empowering when you go, oh, the plane is shaking like I'm going to die. I have the ability to respond in about 7,000 ways. Mm-hmm. I choose to be okay right now. Mm. I choose to support my children mm-hmm. instead of going to a ball and cry. So how did you do that? First, you had to be aware, aware of yeah. your feelings. First, And then maybe even before that, you had to be open mm-hmm. to feeling different feelings. Oh, yeah. I to had, believe yeah, that I've, you could do it and not just label yourself as like, oh, I have a fear of flying. Right, oh, I yeah. I don't accept my fear of flying. I mm. don't accept it. I don't want to accept that. And you shouldn't accept your over-emotionalness. Right. So thank you for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. That was really That's awesome. great. Uh, uh, Bill looking, says, oh, look, looking at your emotions from the outside uh, of the feeling is really helpful. Being in spirit, out of ego, is a practice that takes time to get down, but with effort becomes part of you. Seth's grandma's lotion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, out of context, that's like, okay, that's very like, funny. That's gross, <sighs> I guess. I love how you guys use analogies. It helps make so much sense. Yeah, well, I think we learn, I particularly learn very well using analogies right. and here's a proof so on the SATs I'm very embarrassed I did state this publicly somewhere I forgot but it was the the literal first time I ever did I made low 700s on the SAT right I don't even know but what I that took means. the Miller Miller's analogy test which is another uh, entrance grad school exam and I scored like top 10% like I crushed the Miller's Why analogy test. Why is that relevant to this story? Because I don't I know the difference between those things. Because I think and I learned in, in, in analogies. Oh. The SAT standard something, I don't know. But anyway. SAT she, just means like Melanie will fail it. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, the SAT, that's, it's short for Melanie again, will fail. Again, Bill says, the great thing about being in spirit when feeling triggered is that not only does it change how you react to emotions, but it creates a real change in the outcome of the situation. It brings it down to reality and brings about positive discussions with your partner because you can look for solutions as opposed to living in the yes, problem. Yeah. That and is great. You know, what's crazy. That reminds me of this, my intention bracelet the other day mm-hmm. we talked about about this was I wrote on my intention bracelet I am not that mm. so in this case I would say 
my husband is talking to me. Oh my gosh, I feel really bad. Oh, I want to cry. Wait, mm-hmm. I am not that. Mm-hmm. That is a moment. That is a chemical. That mm-hmm. is a feeling. That is something I can release. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like a river full of fish. You're not going to catch every one of them. You can catch one or two, but mm-hmm. you're not going to catch all like 10 bajillion of them. Mm-hmm. You're not that feeling. Mm-hmm. You're not that emotion. You are something else. You are a spirit. You mm-hmm. are a an entity. You're galactic. Hey, Bill, you talk a lot about spirit versus ego, and I don't know if you like the band uh, Tool or not, but <laughs> their song, Numa, I've listened to it probably 400 times, and it is great. It talks about being in spirit and out of ego, and it's amazing. I, you might be the kind of guy that likes uh, Tool. Um, as a musician, they're super great. So Brianna says, uh, a beak baby, serious schooling right there. A beak baby? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Abeka? I don't it's really kinda, know. It's kind of funny. It's really uh, cute. Seven uh, <laughs> so, Pen says, "Love that." So I, I think let's let's sum up this this uh, question from, you know, we are not what we are feeling exactly. Mm-hmm. Feelings aren't bad. Emotions aren't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, anger, uh, grief, sorrow, joy, happiness. All these are emotions, right? right? And we all have the ability to go wacky with any emotion. Right. It's 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 not it's good bad or indifferent, right? right. An emotion is what we choose to uh, do with it. Uh, uh, an emotion out of balance mm-hmm. is usually not helpful, right. right? So we're all striving to be like trees or nature, to be in balance, to to take what comes like a rainstorm mm-hmm. or a windstorm, we're going to bend and sway. Right. And adjust, right? The, and labeling yeah. something as bad, I'm just too emotional, I'm crazy. That's out of balance, right. right? You know what? I have emotions. Some emotions are bigger than others, and I'm working to have them in balance. Right. Um, I think of it like this. So talking about spirit versus ego, uh, an analogy that just came to my mind, which I'd never thought about, mm-hmm. is like a, a river. So out, and we live out in Washington by the Cedar River. There are rivers everywhere out here. The Cheddar and they're, River. <laughs> Cheddar River. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. And as you know, if you've been around rivers, some parts of a river mm-hmm. are like really flat and serene mm-hmm. and glassy and calm. And they're really, really, really deep. Mm-hmm. Other parts of a river are like rapids and crazy. And if you try to get in right there, you are going to get annihilated Mm -hmm. and you're going to hit every rock and you're going to be by Felicia. You will be gone. Um, And in Washington, the water's freezing. Mm -hmm. So you it's even worse. Mm -hmm. So what I like to think of is, I mean, this is a perfect analogy. I never thought of it this way until Mm -hmm. now, but it is perfect, perfect, perfect for ego versus spirit. So in ego... Imagine that you are in that river. You're inside of the river, like in an inner tube. Mm -hmm. You're all in. You're in it to win it. That is ego. You go wherever the river takes you. Mm. Oh, rapids? Yep, in them. Mm -hmm. Oh, glassy smooth part? In it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the river is going to do its own thing. The river is basically life, right? Like... Oh, you lost your job. Well, I'm mad. So now I'm going to punch someone in the Mm. face or my sister made me mad. So I'm going to call you and cuss you out. So the river is crazy and you can't control that river. Mm -hmm. It's life. It's doing whatever. And when you're in ego, you go wherever that river goes. Mm -hmm. When you're in spirit, you are standing on the bank. You're standing on the shore of that river river. and you're observing the river. Mm -hmm. You're going, oh, right here. It's really calm. 
Oh, right there. It gets like super, super crazy. Look at how the people inside the crazy part of the river are screaming at each mm. other and, and having torches and <laughs> yelling help. And yeah, they're right. Re- no, they're they're screaming at each other and they're they get right. tiki torches and storm somewhere and mm. they're, you know, doing crazy dumb stuff. And they're wait, they're hurting each other. Mm. The people in the rapids are hurting each other. They're hurting their kids. That's mm-hmm. weird. Oh, the people over here in the calm section are drinking Marlboro. Marlboro. Oh what's a what's a beer? Rainier? Beer? Marlboro's a cigarette. What is a beer? What is it? I don't know. Taj Mahal beer. Bud Light. Bud Light, okay. All I can think of is Bud Light and Marlboro's together, apparently. But so think about, um, (laughs) it's just Renton. That's just Renton for you. (laughs) Renton. Uh, But it's that idea that in spirit, you are on the outside looking in and you can choose to join where you want. Mm -hmm. And you go, wait a minute, this behavior over here, like yelling at my spouse that's not going to get me where I want. Mm-hmm. That ends up at a waterfall where I die, <laughs> right? I'm not going to get in the river there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm only I'm going to be able to enjoy this river more because I have more awareness about mm-hmm. it. I'm not stuck inside of it. So there's this thing that starts to happen as you transition into awareness and enlightenment and like really self-awareness is you start to feel that uh, it's like the duality of, mm-hmm. of knowing mm-hmm. where before you were just, all in the river, Marlboro's, Bud Light, every, woo, yeah. like everything. You don't even care. Where's this river going? I don't know. That's like just your old way of living. That's mm-hmm. I'm going to cry at everything that makes me mad. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. I'm going to yell at you if I want to yell at you. Mm-hmm. But then you start to realize, wait a minute, there's a shore over wait. there. Wait yeah. a second. But all my friends are in the rafts with their Marlboro lights and their Bud Lights and their tan lines. I should think I should stay. But then you realize, no, if I can get out, Mm -hmm. this is actually better for me. Mm -hmm. I know what balance looks like if I can just get out of Mm. the river and stand on the shore and be an observer. Mm. When you start observing your feelings as opposed to living in your feelings, things really start to Mm -hmm. change. And it is really awesome. It is really awesome. It's very, very, very cool. Read anything Uh, from Eckhart Tolle. Somebody says, Victor Frankl, author of Man's Search for Meaning. Yes, which is an awesome book. Such a good book. Um, uh, says the ability to choose one's response to situations, especially unavailable uh, pain and suffering, is the only thing that cannot be taken from you. Frankel was a Holocaust survival whose entire family was killed in the concentration camps, and he credited this kind of mindset as being a predictor of survival in the camps. Those who lost hope and gave way to despair could virtually will themselves to death in a matter of days. Yes, I read that book. So did Melanie. It's phenomenal. Bill says, a little off topic. I was curious if your thoughts about the law of attraction, bringing it back to emotion, what you think about, feel... Uh, what you think about and you feel, you create. Right. Yes. And I that, saw this thing, I don't know, just a random friend on Facebook <laughs> posted this and I thought, this is so funny and she doesn't even see it. And it, it read like, I am so tired of all the negativity <laughs> on Facebook. Can't people just post something positive? And I'm right. like, wait. And she posts negativity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is very What funny. we are looking for, we will always find. Right. And the law of attraction and the universe brings you stuff. Universe Oh, my choose. gosh. The last three or four weeks, my mind has been blown about the law of attraction, mm-hmm. about asking. And I think about the verses in the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Right. Knock and the door will be opened. And I think... I'm going to get on a tangent here, but evangelical Christianity has dumbed down those sayings so much, mm-hmm. it is just ridiculous that no one understands them. And 
I grew up in the church and I felt like I under, am understanding them just from five weeks ago mm-hmm. because I completely in prayer and meditation asked certain things and they happened. Right. I was, I mean, very specific things. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. told you oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. And even, even, okay. So it even happened yesterday when I was walking and praying and stuff and the name, yeah. So I can tell you offline, but it, it's just it's just trippy. So yes, about. the 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 super attractor stuff, laws of attraction. We we get, mm-hmm. we we receive what we're looking for. Right. Make sure that you are looking for the right things, right. like balance and compassion and love and good things. Right. And Unbelievable. I, and it's weird because, like, for example. Uh, I was talking, I read a bunch of Gabby Bernstein books. We read mm-hmm. a bunch of her stuff, which I really love. And it's funny because as I was reading them, I'm like, oh, I've lived this way a long time, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. That's how I got all of our dogs. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, except for the dumb ones that I tried to buy that were the worst things ever. And I gave them back. Isn't that funny? Uh, yeah, I know, we, yeah. We tried to buy things right. and we totally got the wrong things. Right. And so it's interesting because if you put energy out there that is like loving and good and mm-hmm. it's genuine, it's from your spirit, it's not pretend, it's not mm-hmm. made up. And you go, yeah, this is what I posted. I really want a dog for our family. Our kids mm-hmm. want a puppy. They've never had one. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't really want to buy one. And I just want a dog that goes to a loving mm-hmm. home. And like two seconds later, someone goes, someone that I know in three towns over just had Australian shepherd puppies that they don't want to sell. They want to give away. I'm like, right. uh, for yeah, free. for right. free. They're and not going to sell it's, them. It, it's, there's, you have to be careful with this because Melanie just wasn't posting on stuff like, Oh my gosh! I just wish I had a dog. Oh, you know, <laughs> no, like so no, no, many no, no, like no. Beckys do or whatever. Right. It, it's not like oh, I just wanna, I just wanna, you know. Oh. It didn't come from a place of I just want more. It's it, right. I see myself getting this. I will be patient. Mm-hmm. I believe that if I'm to have it, then Creator God, the universe will bring it to me. In fact, two seconds ago when you were talking, I don't know what you were saying, but it was like one of those stints where you were going for a minute. I was like. I don't really know what she's saying. I'm not following, and I probably almost disagree. But I trust that somebody needs to hear right. exactly the words exactly. you're saying. Yeah. And I was just like, whatever. I do that often so there's- with you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what he said, because there's right. like a song in my head, and I'm like, I'm sure someone needs to hear it. Yeah, exactly. So there's no there's no resistance towards right. what you're saying. There's no argument. I mean, if you were saying something wacky, I'd be like, well, hold on. Based right. on my therapy knowledge and all right. this stuff, I don't. No, I that's, have a degree. No, not on that. No. Just from experience. So there was a no. Read that. Okay, Aaron says you guys. This mental image of the river is perfect. Getting out of that freezing water seems like it would be so easy, but the current can be strong and tough to fight against. Feels so good to sip tea on the banks, though. Yes. So for years, and I'm talking five to six years, I would do outdoor experiential groups with young native boys, right? And we would go to the river. And it's called Outdoor Experiential Therapy. And I would take all of these lessons only from what the river is teaching us. Oh, mm-hmm. the river's low? Mm-hmm. So many analogies for life. Oh, the river is crazy flood stage? Boom. Stuff's crazy in my life. What's going on? Right, see right. see the high watermark here? See that log jam there? Mm-hmm. All these things. And, oh, the calm water. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like, boys, to have your body just in the calm water and float, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, now we're going to go get in the rapids. Tell me how that feels right. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. there's so many analogies and just metaphor that I, that was that was my jam. And it was I always trusted that the river would teach us lessons, mm-hmm. and it really would. So one thing that I do want to talk about, and I got to, oh, I really got to wrap it up here. So you guys, we've talked about a lot of stuff. If you need help, if you want to get over these emotional blocks that you have, 
We've partnered with Get Faithful with 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 getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And you guys are going there. This is a great service. It's an online telehealth therapy service. You get hooked up with a licensed professional counselor, just like myself, or a licensed marriage and family therapist, or some other psychologist or whoever that has knowledge and expertise and training to help you to walk through whatever you're going through. Trauma, communication issues, marital stuff, depression, anxiety. So getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. You guys are going there and we're so thankful for that because it's a resource that we believe is helping people Mm -hmm. and you guys are going there. So it is helping. And I want to use this analogy too Mm -hmm. with this. I don't know why this popped into my head as you were Mm -hmm. saying that, but like if we're talking about this river analogy being stuck in the river and Mm -hmm. you're wanting to be an observer from the banks of the river, you people need to get therapy Mm -hmm. to, and it's almost like when you have an, uh, an event that happens to you, Mm -hmm. it's like tying a cinder block to your foot Mm -hmm. and plopping you in the river. You are stuck in that spot Mm -hmm. until you work through that Mm -hmm. event, that trauma. It could be a reoccurring trauma. It could be a Mm -hmm. one-time thing, a car accident, a death, an abuse, whatever. But a therapist will help you Mm -hmm. untie your foot from that cinder block. You don't have to cut your leg off. Mm -hmm. The therapist will help you get unstuck from that place Mm -hmm. so you can finally get out of the river. And give you tools. And I'm thinking of it this way. A good therapist doesn't just give you the answers, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. your life. You're the professional. But a good therapist says... You know what? You're here. I see that center block. It's tied to your foot with a rope. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You have a really sharp knife in your pocket that you don't know is mm-hmm. there. Let me help you find it. Right. That right. almost gave me cold chills because that that is what the therapeutic process right. is. You have the tools. Let me help you. It's already inside of it's you. It's already inside yeah. you, right? And God put that inside you. That's what's one of the 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 beautiful things about therapy. So you guys go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And one thing that I do want to have. So we are having a guest on the show this Friday, right? Mm -hmm. Sexologist Shamira. It's going to be amazing. Hashtag on the green couch. She is based out of Louisiana. She is funny. We met her through the Love Hour podcast through Mm -hmm. Miss Kev on stage and uh, Kev on stage. And she is good, Mm y'all. And she is very specifically a sex therapist. She's licensed just like me, but her specialty is sex and relationships. And she's good, okay? Mm-hmm. And we are super excited. We're going to have her on Instagram, do an Instagram live, and also turn it into a podcast. So you guys, I want you to email your sex questions. You can do it anonymous. We don't care. Type in anything you want, mm-hmm. and we will answer. We'll have her answer those and yeah. have a conversation, right? Okay, any kids around? No. Nah. We all like to have sex, right? It feels good. It's great. Some it's people part, don't. Well, okay, some people don't. Uh, it, it's nice, it's good, it's fun, it's part of our biology, right? And we have questions because we have to unlearn mm-hmm. a bunch of crap that we learn from culture, from church, from all kinds of stuff, right? So email your sex questions, sex questions to... Us. Hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and we're going to get her to answer them. So, mm-hmm. if And we're going to do a live with her. We're so. going to do a live. So it's going to be super fun. So if you want some free sex therapy, like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to ask this, but I can do it anonymous so it doesn't matter. Right. Email us those questions. Uh, we're, we're having her on this Friday and then we're doing a, a show at swap. Four, at 4 mm-hmm. p.m., is that right? Right. This Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So put that in your calendars, y'all. Email your questions, hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. I really have to go, so I'm afraid we're going to have to skip the... No, that's fine. uh, mm -hmm. Um, We love you guys. Have an Mm -hmm. amazing day. 
Therapy helps untie the center block from your foot. Good. Another quote. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and you got the knife. That's right. That's right. You got the knife. All, All right, right, guys. We love you. See you tomorrow. Email those questions. All right. Have an amazing Bye. day. Bye.